Everything is about slow, steady, secure, accelerating. And when you get there and you actually achieve that financial freedom of 10 to 12% distributions, you will look back and say, single best financial decision of my life, always be compounding. All right, well, hello everybody and welcome to Replace Your Income with Kevin and... Steve, how's it going, Kev? Fantastic, but it's not just Kevin and Steve today. It's Kevin and Steve and Mike and Curtis. This is a quartet of awesome today. Well, it doesn't get any better than that, Kev. So this is kind of a cool story. All right, so you guys have heard us talk on the podcast about Justin, who's amazing, works uh, here at DFY, and he uh, does the podcast, and he does all of our socials, and he's also awesome because he's my nephew, but he's just a great guy. And so he came to us, and he said, okay, look, I found this guy. I'm working with him. He's amazing. He has one of the most innovative, innovative strategies I've ever seen. His name is Curtis Ray. He wrote an amazing book called Everyone Ends Up Poor. I think he needs to be on the podcast. And so that is what we are doing today. We have a very special guest on the podcast. Here's a guy who's invented his own uh, life insurance strategy that trumps anything else out there, who understands what it, that it's about not what you make, but about what you keep, who is a premier expert on everything he's going to share today, who wrote an amazing book that you ought to go check out on Amazon called Everyone Ends Up Poor. And his name is Curtis Ray, and he looks like he's in really good shape, so I'm feeling self-conscious. But nonetheless, <laughs> welcome, Curtis. Thank you guys very much for your time. I'm glad to be here. We are really excited for this conversation. So I'd love to start with this. So Curtis, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? You have a really cool story of kind of how you got to where you're at. Um, will you talk a little bit about your history and kind of what led you to doing what you're doing today? Yeah, um, I grew up really poor. I have nine brothers and sisters, so I grew up with a big family. My dad always taught me, hey, make money your reason, uh, or make money your result, not your reason. And so you never make money. You don't be attached to money. Make money because you bring value to other people. And so I grew up in this family. We're very athletic. I wrestled at Arizona State. So athletic, I don't like to lose. So I like to win and I find ways to win the best I can. Uh, in college, I started a granite countertop business. It's kind of a funny story. Someone came down we were we were playing ping pong i'm a big ping pong player and they came downstairs and said hey guys we need to start a granite countertop business this is 2003 so if you guys know those days we need to start a granite countertop business there's so much money to be made and i'm like dude i just got a nine thousand dollar scholarship check let's invest into granite countertops what's granite I'd never met someone with granite. I was a poor kid from West Mesa, Arizona. Uh, but hey, if there's a lot of money to be made, let's make it happen. Um, did a lot of research, end up inventing a product. I, I don't know, my mind just, I guess, works in different ways. I saw all these people doing granite countertops once I researched it, and it's very expensive. It's very heavy. There's a lot of problems with granite countertops back then. And I saw these hotels that were bringing in pre-cut pre countertops for vanity tops and hotel projects and things like that. So I had this idea to why not bring in pre-cut countertops in various sizes. Let's bring them in at 18 inch bar tops, 23 inch vanities, 26 inch countertops, 38 and 44 islands. And I invented this product called a prefabricated countertop. You guys probably know what they are now. You see them at Home Depot, Lowe's, uh, Floor and Decor, all those different places. I actually created that idea back in 2003. I brought it in in 20 different colors of granite countertops. And we, at 22 years old, I'd never had a job before because I was a three-sport athlete. And all of a sudden, I'm this kid who started this granite countertop business with this new product. And we were doing 
50 kitchens a week. I mean, it was just the craziness. I was making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. I'd never made a dollar my whole life. And uh, man, I learned a lot of stuff at that point in time. I learned how to lose money. I learned how to lend money to friends and family who were begging and they promised me they'd pay me back tomorrow and they never do. And we end up creating this monster business making millions of dollars a year. And then one day some guy came up to me and said, Curtis, your idea and concepts, and we had created various strategies inside the home remodeling industry, um, had a few patents inside of it, and we were just killing it. And he goes, let's take your idea nationwide. Let, let's expand this to multiple divisions because I was only in Arizona. And I set up a 50-50 partnership with this individual. And in that moment, I learned something that I didn't know. I'm very, very good at money. I'm very crappy at keeping money. I can make money like no one's business. I had no idea how to keep money because this 50-50 partner all of a sudden had inside the contract an operating agreement that I'd never had before because I'd never had a partner, all of a sudden wrote all these things inside this contract that I didn't know how to read in his favor. And before I knew it, he took the whole business from me. And it was devastating. On November 1st of 2014, I realized after 10 years of making millions and millions of dollars, I had $11,000 in my bank account. My business was just taken from me. I'm married with five children and I had a non-compete. What the heck am I going to do? And I didn't sleep that night. And it was one of the worst nights of my life. And a lot of entrepreneurs go through this, making a ton of money and waking up one morning, realizing it's all gone and you have to start over. And I was devastated. And I joke about it that I was devastated for about 12 hours because I woke up the next morning. And I said, it was never about the money anyway. I did it once, I'll do it again. I built it once, I'll do it again, but I'm gonna do it different this time. And I did get a 36 on my ACTs in the math section. So I, math underst I understand math and it's a beautiful art to me and stuff like that. And I said, you know what? The world needs someone to tell people how to keep money and not make money because there's millions of people that are out there telling you how to make money. But it seems like there's no one in the world telling you that keeping money, protecting money, and learning how to compound that money passively is the single most important financial knowledge you will ever possess in your whole life. And I'm going to be that person. And on that day, I went on this journey saying, how do you keep money? How do you protect money? And how do you compound money? And now 10 years later, I'm here where I am. That's awesome. It's an amazing story. So I would love for you to transition into what you just set up beautifully, um, which is, I mean, there's so many things about what you said that I think really resonate with our audience. I, I, and I know that they're all <laughs> probably foaming at the mouth, also wanting to know, okay, what is the thing that you figured out? What is the thing that, that uh, you said, I'm now going to go and teach us? What did you discover? Will you take us through a little bit of what that looks like and what that strategy is? I put my money into three different things because everyone in the world tells you to do three basic things and it is the big three I call them. One is go buy life insurance, cash value life insurance because it's secure and it will compound slowly and it's tax free and it's liquid and you have a death benefit to protect my family because I have five children that's very important to me. So I put a certain amount of my money inside of life insurance, although it was really slow, it was slow and steady, secure and it will make money long term, has for a hundred years. That's where I put part of my money. Then I had 10 rentals and I put money in rentals. And why? Because I could leverage against them. Everyone tells you to go leverage, use banks money, go make money. But there are flaws to rentals also. Um, I was raising my rents three to 5% per year, which magically is the inflation number. So all this increase in rental income was just maintaining inflation. So I kind of discovered, wow, I'm actually not making that much more money every time I raise my rent for my renters. 
And I was, I was managing them. Me and my wife are managing them and took a lot of effort and broken toilets and evictions and kicking people. I mean, there's just a lot of issues with real estate that I was not, I didn't like that much. And then I had my IRA where I was putting away as a business owner at the time. I think the limit was 44,000 in your self-directed IRA. And I was doing all three of them, but IRAs would go up and down. And I went through 2008 and I, you know, it's just every day was a different day and, and it, you just never knew. And then one day I just had this idea. Okay. Okay. Let's think about this. I'm an inventor. I have multiple patents. And what do inventors do? We fix problems. We look at inefficiencies. How do we fix them? So what's the flaw to the stock market? It loses money. It goes up, it's down, it's roller coasters, and it's really terrible at producing income for you. What's the problem with real estate? Well, it doesn't actually appreciate that much. It kind of outpaces inflation a little bit and it requires a lot of work, but you can use someone else's money. So that's kind of cool. And what's wrong with life insurance? It's really slow, but it's really secure. Let's just put all three of them together. What if we could build a life insurance policy that had the growth potential of the stock market through leveraging outside money with guaranteed to never lose in the market ever again? What would that look like? And in 2014, I had this idea and I started taking around to brokerages and financial advisors and CFPs and insurance brokers. And I said, guys, I think there's a way to do this. There's a way to start a life insurance policy inside the stock market and then use outside money to enhance this result. And if you're making six to 7% of rate of return really, really securely inside of a life insurance policy, that's tax-free, secure, life insurance, all that other stuff, and then used outside money to double that, now you can make 12 to 15% rate of return while being guaranteed secure, never losing the market. And what does everyone tell an inventor when he comes up with a crazy idea? It's impossible. You can't do that. It will never work. So I had to kind of go march this path by myself and it took three years, but three years working with lawyers, actuaries, um, insurance carriers, and things like that, I was able to get approved through regulatory boards and compliance to bring the very first leveraged life insurance policy to the market built in the S&P 500 with outside lines of credit to increase your rates of return, even that above the stock market while being tax-free, no market risk and having a death benefit attached to it. That's an incredible product. <laughs> um, I love, I love the ingenuity. I love the fact that you, you know, you're, I mean, you're an inventor, but inventor, like you mentioned, is just somebody who's really good at solving problems, right? Somebody who goes and they see, you know, one way of doing something and another way of doing something. And they, they take a look at, at something that, that works really well. What I love about what you've kind of, well, what you've put together, what you invented, what you created is you took advantage of the power of leverage, which, you know, we talk all the time about the power of leverage, not just in real estate, right. But in life in general, we leverage experts, we leverage, you know, other people's knowledge, their goodwill, their whatever it might be. And so, as, as you as you did that, can you describe to us a little bit about how like how does that work? How do you apply leverage to an insurance policy? Like, what what are the mechanics behind? Yep. That? So in 1997, there became a life insurance policy called premium financing. Premium financing is the most exclusive advanced retirement strategy or financial strategy ever invented by anyone. 
but you have to have $5 million just to qualify for it. It's that exclusive a product that the, the gatekeeper says, if you don't have $5 million, you can't even get into this strategy. So how many people do we know that have over $5 million sitting around? Not very many people, right? And what they do is they take this product, a very common product called an indexed universal life insurance contract. It's built inside the S&P 500. It's going to get you 6 to 7% rate of return, nothing special, but it is extremely secure. It's tax-free and has life insurance. So a lot of people use this as a secure outlet to prepare for retirement and other financial needs. Well, premium finance is offering money because you have $5 million, a bank, no different than real estate, will give you an open line of credit off of your net worth, not necessarily the asset. Just off your net worth and your credit score and things like that, they'll give you a line of credit. You take that line of credit, put in something making six to 7% rate of return. The line of credit costs you 4%. Now you're making a three to 4% spread on someone else's money on millions and millions and millions of dollars. So this creates this phenomenon of secure compound interest. And so in 2014, when um, I kind of got to a point in my life where my net worth is kind of, you know, around that $5 million. And, and someone goes, you need to get a premium finance contract. And I'm like, never heard of it. I have an IRA. That's what I was told to do. I have real estate rentals. That's what I was told to do. And I have a VUL, variable, variable universal life. That's what I was told to do. And they're like, no, 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 that, that's child's play stuff. Now it's time to do what the big boys do. Let's get a premium finance deal. But then I realized that every human being I basically knew in my whole life would never qualify for this. And I thought that was kind of messed up that you can get outside money to literally double, triple, quadruple, even 5X the amount of interest a normal life insurance policy could make you while being secure. And then all of a sudden I'm reading through all these things and I'm kind of a nerd when I get obsessed with something, I get obsessed with it. And I'm reading hundreds of pages and I'm reading insurance contracts. And I noticed on page 13 of this insurance contract, it said, you have access to an index loan at 4% equal to your cash value. And I'm like, what does that mean? Well, the life insurance company gives you an open line of credit, basically equal to your cash value at any moment in time for any reasons, no credit checks, no underwriting, anything. You just have double the money work available to you at any time. I'm like, okay, can I take that line of credit and just put it right back into my policy? Double the amount of money in my policy. And you can do this once per year. So can I do it the next year and the next year and the next year and the next year with no underwriting, no credit scores, no, no uh, financial anything required, just dependent on the amount of money you saved. And after three or four you know, phone calls and discovery and all the other stuff, a life insurance company said, huh, I guess you technically could do that. No one's ever asked us that before. Yeah, yeah. I just want to put it right back into my policy. And they're like, but, but why not just pay off the loan? And I'm like, because if I have my money, let's just say round numbers, I have $10,000 making me 7% rate of return securely. And I have 10,000 making me 3% securely. And then the next year, another 10,000, another 10,000, another 10,000. I can end up three, four, five Xing my amount of money working for me, making 10, 12, 15% rate of return inside this secure contract with zero risk of losing money in the market, 100% tax-free, 100% passive, and a death benefit attached to that for fam family financial generational wealth. So yeah, it's just a simple discovery on one, one sentence inside of a life insurance contract to apply that index loan as additional contributions to your savings. From, from the increase uh, of your policy, is that, is that how that's done? 
Yeah, yeah, we're just we're just adding it directly to the policy. So if you add ten grand, then the insurance company will add ten thousand in behalf. They're already paid off. It's a very unique line of credit because it's self collateralized. It's not like a traditional line of credit, even with real estate. Because you take this ten thousand dollars and put it right back in the policy, the insurance company's already paid back. So there's actually no liability of ever paying this loan back either. It's the most it's the most simplified concept that just blows people's minds. Everyone overthinks it. It's, it's literally that simple. You put in money, the insurance company will match it. And now you're making double the compound interest potential on the on just your savings. So Curtis, I'm going to I'm going to push a hot button for you. Um, maybe just share with us like compare and contrast because there, there's something out there called infinite banking that is very popular. You hear it on, I hear it on XM radio all the time, like come and do this infinite banking and uh, bank on yourself and that kind of a thing. Help us understand like the differences between these two products and um, like what, what is it um, that, that, that creates such a big difference between the two? Because, because I know you're very passionate about um, the fact that, that the infinite banking maybe isn't quite what, you know, it's purported to be. Yeah, I'll go over infinite banking first. And then obviously I'm just going to, I'm going to set you guys up for a second question is, uh, why is a 401k and IRA just equally as bad? <laughs> so the first thing is infinite banking is built on this concept of borrowing money from the insurance company, this index loan, these lines of credit that are available for the insurance company and investing them outside somewhere else, making some money and then putting the money right back in. The problem with infinite banking, especially through whole life insurance, is that it continually loses money while the line of credit's outside the, the policy. As an example, whole life and whole lifers, for some reason, don't like to look at math or their own illustrations, but in a whole life policy loses money typically for the first five to eight years. You don't even break even for the first five to eight years, inclusive of their guaranteed dividend. But the biggest flaw to a whole life infinite banking policy is the loan rate is higher than the dividend net rate. So if your loan rate six to 7%, that's the average rate inside of a whole life contract. And after the cost of insurance, your net dividend rate is three to 5%. Every single time you pull a line of credit against your policy, you are losing money. It is a negative spread on that transaction. So if you were going to invest, you might as well have just invested directly. I give this example that say you have $100,000. If you put inside of a whole life contract first, you will end the year even after the dividend with about 85000 It costs you 20% to start the policy and then you got a 5% dividend. So you, you lost 15% to start the policy. Then you leverage against it for a negative 6% on top of that. Then you go invest somewhere in real estate, you go make some money and then you go pay it back. Why didn't you just go invest in real estate with a full 100,000? Doesn't make any mathematical sense at all. And so you're continuously losing and that's why infinite bakers say, as soon as the, the investment pays off, you pay back the loan. Always pay back the loan as soon as possible because you are bleeding out while that loan is outside the policy. And it always so strange to me, if your policy was already good and it's secure, it's tax-free, it's compounding, why do you need to go find outside investments to, to subsidize the losses that are happening inside that policy? Because that's basically what's happening. Where MPI is, is much more unique. MPI expenses 
are about 25% that of a whole life contract. We have suppressed every single expense legally allowable to make these things as low expense as possible. Our average rate of return ends up being around 7% and our loan rate inside of MPI is only 4%. So even when the loan is outside, you're making a positive 3% on average. And so we just say, well, if you're making a positive 3%, just add it right back in the policy. Make your seven on your money, on the three on their money, and keep doing it year on year on year on year and maintain your security, maintain all the tax-free advantages of growth and income, and just let the policy do its business. Go live your best life. You don't need the headaches and complications of outside investments. However, we have also created premium banking, which is infinite banking 2.0 for very unique selective investment opportunities that I even do for myself. So what I tell people is don't double dip on compound interest. If you're a sophisticated investor and you know what you're doing and you can understand and be non-emotional, triple dip on compound interest. So what I do is I put my money inside my MPI policy. I take this line of credit called the match program and I add it back into my policy. So I'm making 7% on average on my money, 3 to 6% interest on their money. So I'm making 10 to 13%. And then every now and then a very, very selective investment shows up on my door. And what happened last year in, in uh, St. George, Utah, guaranteed 13% rate of return, a one year exact note, full collateralized. I was first positioned on the whole property. So I took a 4% line of credit from my policy. I gave it to a guaranteed 9%. So not all, I now made 9% on the outside investment that was fully collateralized first position as secure as you can possibly be inside of real estate while making the 6% on the match money while making the 10% on my money. So my 2023 was very good, 100% uh, secure against outside risks that are traditional inside of traditional investments. And so inside a whole life, it just does not work, but premium banking, the 2.0 version we just launched, it is the only system I've seen, and I've asked tons of people to bring it to me, where you can triple dip on compound interest without a negative spread by do, doing the loan feature. Curtis, how does, how does the, the, the cost of the policy or the premium factor into all of this? Yeah, so inside of life insurance, there's a misconception or financial world. There is what we call premium, which is the amount, the total amount of money you save. Then there's the cost of life insurance and financial advisors and influencers always mix those two words up like, Oh, Curtis, the, you know, I save, I save $700,000 a year inside my policy. And they're like, wow, your premium is 700,000. Yeah, it is. My cost of insurance is like 1500 bucks. Like it's the, it's a tiny, tiny little sliver of the total cost that I'm saving. So I have a small amount of money that goes to the cost. We keep it as low as possible so that the, the rest of the money is out there making that, that, you know, inside the stock market, S&P 500 strategy, we can leverage against it. We can do the match program, all the different things we're doing. And so, yeah, inside of MPI, we have suppressed the cost of insurance and expenses to the absolute lowest legal amount the IRS even allows us to. And that's called a max funded contract. And then the insurance company I work with is literally number one lowest, number one ranked insurance company in the world. Um, and so when you add all those things up together, lowest expenses, highest growth potential, lowest loan rate, and put it all together, you have a really, really efficient A, retirement strategy, financial strategy, and then you can also use it for premium banking when you have really secure outside collateralized investment opportunities. So Curtis, when, when you have somebody that comes to you and they say, okay, but hold on, you know, I've been taught my entire life 
that I should be putting money into my 401k because I get an employer match or whatever the case may be. I'm sure you get that question a lot. I know it's something that we talk to our clients about in 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 the real estate context. I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about that 401k conundrum that I think people run into quite often. Yeah, so I'm gonna lead up with this right here. Everyone ends up poor. I wrote this book called Everyone Ends Up Poor and no one understands that title. And the title is the title because did you guys know uh, around 99% of the American population, only 1% actually achieve where their income levels don't decrease in their retirement years. Around 99% end up lowering between 25 and 75% of their working income levels in retirement because they have 401ks, IRAs, and Roth IRAs, which are some of the most inefficient strategies, financial strategies ever promoted on humanity. And they're, they're so bad. It, it blows my mind that smart people, like actual smart people look at them and be like, yeah, they're great strategies because they can be in the stock market making around 10%, which that is true. And so I'm going to explain, I'm going to take two minutes, hopefully, and explain this, that the, the end of this book is called everyone ends up poor. Why retirement planning is all backwards and how to fix it. So the 401k IRA, Roth IRA, index funds, mutual funds, ETFs, all the traditional investment strategies inside the stock market are literally built on this strategy that I call the sprint, run, jog, walk method of retirement. And anyone in the world who's ever run track or know anything about any racing, if you, if you had a coach who came to you and said, hey, I'm a coach, and what we're going to do is we're going to run a mile right now, and that is four laps around the track, and I am the best coach in the world. And I want you to sprint the first lap. I mean, go all out. Everything you can possibly do, go all out in the beginning. No risk, no reward. And then you're going to run the second lap. And then you're going to jog the third lap and you're going to walk the fourth lap. What would any reasonable athlete ever say to that business model or that race plan? Absolute insanity. 100% 100% absolute insanity. And every single 401k IRA Roth IRA in the planet right now is built that way. Every single one to emotionally manipulate people that they are winning and to pay this giant management fee of one to 2% that ends up being hundreds of thousands of dollars stolen out of their account because they thought they're winning because they're getting a 10% rate of return on average inside the S&P 500. But then all of a sudden you start getting in your fifties and your financial advisor comes to you and says, Hey, we can't get 10% rate of return anymore. Th- that was when you were young. We were able to take punches in the gut when we were young in 2008 and dot com and 2022 and all stuff. Now we're going to do this theory called the target date fund theory. A lot of people have target date funds, which or the theory of, and that is as you get older and near retirement, you got to start allocating some of your growth into security. So your average 10% rate of return now maybe drops to 8% and then drops to 6%. And ends up somewhere around 4% inflation adjusted as you get into retirement years. And the biggest sham, the biggest misinformation, the, the worst financial um, concept that is ever put on anyone or lack of knowledge that is ever not uh, ex- uh, disclosed to someone is the interest rate you're earning during your retirement years dictates your secure income rate. So you are making 10% the whole time thinking you're winning, but Curtis, I'm a millionaire. Dave Ramsey and all those other people say, oh, put money in a Roth IRA and you'll end up a millionaire. We'll be a millionaire next door, right? 
And then all of a sudden this trajectory of sprint run, jog, walk happens. And now your policies only, or your, your uh, investment portfolio is only making around 4% interest for you. And that is now your secure income. You have a million dollars. You're one of the 2% of all the American population who even get a million dollar portfolio. Only 2% even get that far. And even that person ends up with $40,000 a year of income, often taxable off a million dollars. And so it's doing this trajectory of sprint, run, jog, walk, where a compound interest account such as MPI and even leveraged real estate can do this also. We start off slow. We're jog at around six to 7% rate of return. And then we start adding in this match program, seven, eight, eight, nine, nine, 10. The longer you're in it, the higher the rate of return because that's what compounding actually does. It accelerates as time goes on. Who cares about the starting line? The starting line means absolutely nothing. Everything is focused on the finish line. And if you can be, if you can, if you can be that person who can start thinking long term and, and, and bypass the instant gratification and immediate need to invest and make the highest rate of return and, and uh, look at all the shiny objects and all the, you know, squirrel and all that other stuff and just say, no, what is absolutely best for my future? You can start off at around six, even though your financial advisor is yelling at you saying, no, we can make 10%. But then you go to seven and eight and nine and 10 and 11 and 12. And now you finish into retirement at up to a 12% rate of return, sometimes more. And now that's your income. Both accounts, an MPI and a 401k may both end up with exactly the same amount of money, $1 million or 500,000 or $2 million. But one can distribute up to 12% while the other's distributing as low as 4%. And so I wrote this book saying, you're on the path of poor and you don't even know it. Yes, you're making a 10% rate of return right now. Your financial advisor is doing exactly what he said he's going to do. He's going to make you a high account value, but he was never a retirement planner. He'll never be a retirement planner. He is incapable of being a retirement plan because they're literally designed 100% backwards. And so my job is to help people understand that today does not matter. Everything is about slow, steady, secure, accelerating. And when you get there and you actually achieve that financial freedom of 10 to 12% distributions, you will look back and say, single best financial decision of my life, always be compounding. Curtis, one, one more quick question. So, oh, sorry, sorry, Mike. One, one more quick question that, that, I have, that I always have to ask because one of the things that we talk about with, uh, you know, with real estate and the types of investments that we specialize in is there's always risk. There's always kind of the downside. You're going to have vacancies, you're going to have repairs, you're going to have bumps in the road along the way, and, and there's just inherent risks. Are there any downsides? Are there any risks associated with, with what you've been explaining to us today? Because it sounds like pretty airtight. Yeah, so life insurance has been around for about 150 years. And here's what's a crazy statistic about life insurance. A-plus rate life insurance companies live in this vacuum. They live in this bubble. 100% profitability, at least the companies I work with, for over 100 straight years, including profitable, not only didn't go out of business like many banks and financial firms and stuff like that, but profitable during all four years of the Great Depression, during the dot-com burst, 2008, 2022, they're this isolated entity that for some amazing strategy and actuaries and no risk, you know, no, just like uh, removing risk is their number one goal have been profitable for over a hundred straight years. 
could that happen that they're not profitable? I mean, technically, um, very smallest fraction. So that is a risk. How strong is the life insurance company? And the ones we work with, 100 straight years of profitability. So I don't really take that too much as a risk. The second thing is leverage. Leverage will always have some type of inherited risk. If the line of credit costs you 4%, so let's just say you have a one-to-one leverage ratio. Every dollar you put in, you leverage against it, right? So, um, and then let's just say the market does 0%. That means technically you're on the hook for 4%. And two years in a row, now you're on the hook for 8%, 12%. You know, And so if the stock market did 10, 15, 20 straight years of negative returns, MPI might be in trouble, but so is everyone else, right? We, we lasted way longer. When I've run the math and fully leveraging, going as far as you can possibly go, as hard as you can go, and enhancing this thing historically to up to 15% rates of return, the breaking point is about eight to nine straight years of market downturns consecutively, where the Great Depression was four. So what I tell people, I go, you got to understand that if the market were to go eight straight years of negatives, I would have to call you up on the phone and said, my algorithm didn't plan for that one. <laughs> Double the Great Depression simultaneously back to back. Um, so we do our best. A good retirement plan, is its job is to eliminate or mitigate as many unknowns and risks to your future self. And so when I run it side by side with real estate and what happens in 2008 and the various other crashes of real estate versus the stock market versus life insurance, MPI is the number one, in my opinion, and everything I've compared it to secure option there is available while having the growth potential of even that of a risk-based strategy. It's awesome. M Mike, were you going to ask him something or did you have a comment uh, as we're wrapping up? Yeah, we'll wrap it up real quick. I was just going to say, I, I do like how you touch on a lot of the principles of the wealthy. Of course, the, the delayed gratification is key to your product starting at six, growing to 12 over time. You know, with in a lot of what you said reminded me of, of the benefits that real estate's provided our clients and, and investors as a whole. That idea that don't get into it for the short term, get into it for the long term. Don't look at just the income today. Look at the income for tomorrow. But that income, of course, is also just one way that you benefit from real estate investing. And you talked about having multiple ways you benefit or, you know, multiple streams of income is a strategy of the wealthy as well, not relying on just one thing. Uh, with real estate, of course, there's tax savings, keeping more of it. There's appreciation that's happening behind the scenes. There's that leverage that you talk about being so powerful with your product that I've seen having done hundreds of reviews with our clients, the, the power of leverage. It's not for everyone because there is risk there. There are principles that need to be followed for it to, to work out well in the long run for investors. But but for most people that, that to can get those foundations in place, you know, the, the total return ends up being triple often what it would be without that uh, that leverage in place. And, and so, you know, that multiple ways that you can benefit from a product, of course, you're talking about that with your product. Uh, real estate certainly offers that. And then it just hits the, you know, the big picture strategy of the wealthy, that the idea that you should buy, borrow and die. Uh, it, that, that's a strategy that's worked well for the wealthy people to buy assets that go up in value, that pay you some income along the way to borrow to get into those assets uh, because of the total return that we talked about there. But there's also other benefits, tax savings and other things that can be beneficial when you do that right. And then the die part, uh, of course, real estate and, and some products, not a lot out there, give you a step up in cost basis that makes it so it's a great 
intergenerational kind of legacy play. And, and, and that's available with real estate. Of course, life insurance also has that, that death benefit uh, that, that helps uh, with estate planning and, and keeping more of the money and paying less to the government. So I like how there's a lot of those kind of principles that overlap and they're applicable to, to both solutions that can help people get ahead and, and really with the goal to help them sleep better at night now because they know the future is going to be taken care of but because they're taking steps today. I, I admire what you're trying to do there. And so it's, it's intriguing to learn more. Appreciate uh, the time helping us understand that. Uh, no problem at all. So Curtis, uh, so what is the best way for our listeners, uh, our clients to be able to learn more? Should they go to Amazon and get the book? Do you have a better website they can go to to get the book? Uh, Where can they follow you on TikTok and Instagram so that they can learn more? Give us all that good stuff so that we can continue our journey of learning this amazing strategy that you've shared today. Well, in 2022, when COVID hit and so many people lost their jobs and people are freaking out and I have all my clients calling me, I can't make my premium payments. What do I do? What do I do? You know, all that stuff. And we're just calling people down. I was like, you know what? I used to charge for my webinars, my one-on-ones and things like that. My time is very valuable to me. But on that day, I said, you know what? I made a decision that I will offer 100. I'm already in a position in my life where I feel I'm financially free. I do what I want, when I want, with whom I want, whenever I want. And, and that's such a beautiful moment that took me 18 years to get here. And it takes a lot of people a lot of time. But I said, you know what? My, my efforts, my knowledge, my energy, my everything will be 100% free of charge to the world for the rest of my life. And I will never ask for anything from anyone besides your commitment to your best future. So I want to give an invitation that anyone who would like a free copy, an absolute no strings attached ebook, audio book, and brand new video book of Everyone Ends Up Poor and my second book called The Lost Science of Compound Interest. If you're a super math nerd, go read The Lost Science of Compound Interest because that is about the universe and actual this, this energy of abundance and expansion and it's unstoppable once you understand and believe in it. But I want to give you a free copy of both of them. If you'd like them, um, text me. Anyone can just text me the word book, B-O-O-K, to the number 40626. If you just grab your cell phone, book to 40626, it will automatically send you the download of the ebook, audiobook, and video book of Everyone Ends Up Poor and the Lost Science of Compound Interest. If you like what I'm saying and you're kind of intrigued or you just think I'm kind of a crazy dude, but you want to learn more or whatever else, I do have about 4,000 videos on my TikTok channel. Uh, just go to at Curtis Ray, C-U-R-T-I-S-R-A-Y. I'm on blue check verified to so be very careful. There's a ton of scammers out there selling Bitcoin and all types of crazy things that I would never promote ever. But just uh, uh, go to at Curtis Ray, blue check verified on TikTok or I am Curtis Ray, blue check mark verified on Instagram, and I have tons and tons of stuff. Or of course, I am the compound interest king. Go to www.compoundinterest.com. And real quick, I want to tell you guys one last amazing story about compoundinterest.com. That is the number one Google term in personal finance um, outside of an individual's name like Dave Ramsey or uh, Tony Robbins or things like that. Compound interest. It's Googled about 450,000 unique uh, searches per month. And I wrote this book called The Lost Science of Compound Interest. And I joke that like the universe has blessed me with so much. And I am the one who's telling the story about compound interest because it's not investment interest. It's something completely different. And my book explains that. And I'm sitting there in church. It's a Sunday in 2021, I think it was. And I'm sitting there in church with my wife and I'm like, I need to get a, a website to promote my new book, The Lost Science of Compound Interest. 
And so I'm typing in the loss. You know, I'm on GoDaddy and I type in the loss science. Now that's too long and dumb. This and that. And, and I come up with all these different names. And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, I wonder who owns compoundinterest.com. I just, what are the, what do they even promote? Cause I'm the compound guy and no one actually explains it correctly. So I wonder if they explained it correctly. Type in compoundinterest.com available. And I'm like, I must have spelt it wrong because everyone spells compound interest wrong. They forget the N or they forget the U or whatever else. And I'm reading it. I'm screenshotting it, sending it to like three or four people. Did I spell this correctly? And, I, and they're like, yes. And I'm like, it's available. And it was available for like a thousand bucks or something like really crazy. And I'm like, how did the super algorithms of these people who buy websites all the time and resell them for a hundred grand, 500 grand, a million dollars? I mean, the compound interest was selling for like $2 million or something crazy like that. But compoundinterest.com was available. And I look at my wife and I'm like, what do I do? I mean, I was raised. I don't buy stuff on Sunday. I don't shop on Sunday. Like, what do I do? And she's like, buy it. And I'm like, She's like, I'll buy it for you. Give me your stupid phone. Bye. And so I literally bought compoundinterest.com in 2022. No one had ever purchased that domain. That doesn't make any rational sense. I said the universe was waiting for me to come to this day and say, I'm going to tell the world about compound interest. That is awesome. I love it. That's a, that's a great story. And uh, I don't know about you, but considering where you were sitting when all that happened, I'd probably call it something different than the universe, but we'll take that. <laughs> Divine so- <laughs> intervention, baby. Divine intervention. <laughs> that's awesome. Curtis, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing this incredible stuff. Uh, we are not done, my friend. I think there's a lot of good content we can share with these amazing listeners of Replace Your Income. And I encourage everybody to go get the book, go visit the website, uh, text uh, that number and uh, connect with Curtis. I think there's so much benefit that we can all get sort of collectively from this. So thank you for your time, Curtis. Thank you for being on Replace Your Income. And uh, that's all for the episode today, everybody. So we'll talk to you real soon. Have a good day.